Robert Dahl, and welcome to the Hip Hop in the After Hours podcast. Hey y'all, what up? It's your girl Platinum B, and welcome to another episode of Hip Hop in the After Hours. Don't forget that I put out episodes every week, every Monday. Um, like again, I have to say this. Uh, I just realized that some of these platforms put out um, episodes later than others, or earlier than others, but I do put out episodes every Monday, um, but for those of you who subscribed, I thank you, and make sure, if you're not subscribed, to please subscribe and share, and it gets word up about my podcast, and, um, it's appreciated. <laughs> so today, I thought we would talk about something pretty interesting, and this would be pretty educational too for those who don't really pay attention, um, like I do. But I thought we would talk about the sound of hip-hop. And what I mean by that is... Production. See... Again, I'm only 27, but I pay attention to a lot of stuff. Whether it's old-school hip-hop, or, or, you know, today's hip-hop. And I noticed, like, even when, even when I was younger, like, when I was in middle school and high school, it changed around high school, but... Even, like, from when I was in middle school, hip-hop had certain sounds. Like, you knew if you heard a certain song or a certain sound, you knew who that producer was. You knew that was a song from a certain label, Cash Money, Death Row. You knew it was a Southern song versus a West Coast song. You knew it was Bad Boy versus Cash Money, etc., And today, all these producers have their own sound. Don't get me wrong, they do. But it's not like a whole signature sound to where you would recognize it right away. And in no way am I hating, because I love a lot, I love all of this stuff that they're doing now. But where is the original signature sound of producers? Me as a producer, that's what I want to bring back. I want to bring back the a signature sound of a producer, because a lot of them don't have that. Like, they'll have their tags. Like, right now, like, Metro Boomin, he'll say, um, what is it? Metro Boomin wants some more. And there's another part that I'm not gonna say, but, um, yeah, there's that. You know, like, everyone has their own producer tags, but that's different. Like, for example, Timbaland, for those of you who don't know, he produced songs by Aaliyah, most of Justin Timberlake's stuff. He has a certain sound, and, and also you can hear his vocals every now and then. So, like, Timbaland, he he uses, like, a lot of drum um, drum, drum machines and, and beatboxing. And, and again, he uses his own vocals. So you can hear him on Missy Elliott's stuff, um... You can hear him on, again, Justin Timberlake. Like, like, you'll tell it's him just by the beatboxing and, and sometimes his vocals. Um, Crimea Rivers, one of the songs he produced. Uh, Sexy Love, not my new, um, My Sexy Love by uh, Justin Timberlake. Um, y'all, there's so much out there. Apologize by One Republic. Anybody remember that song? I was nuts over that song. My parents could tell you that. I remember wanting that CD so bad for Christmas, just for that one song. 
um, Timberland produced that, and I want the Timberland album that year. So Timberland has that, and he produced for so many artists. You could tell, like if you pay attention and if you really care about you know production and hip hop and stuff, you could tell that's Timberland. And like Dr. Dre, you know him versus Diddy. You could tell Dr. Dre's death row sound versus Diddy sound. You could tell that was West Coast versus East Coast. Not even just Dr. Dre, but just whole, the whole, like, region in general. You could tell the producers, like, West Coast had its own sound. East Coast has its own sound. The South has its own sound. Um, you know, and, like, Dr. Dre, what's cool about him is he started out as a DJ. And he was, you know, doing stuff. And then he started to produce for uh, N.W.A., which is one of my favorite groups in hip-hop ever. Um, you know, Dr. J has his, like, funky-ish, gangster funk sounds, what they call it. I've heard them call it. Um, but you can hear that, and then there's, like, a certain same notes that he always plays when it comes to... Um, his piano skills or his keyboard skills. You know, and then we can go to, like, like, Dr. Dre has produced, obviously, still DRE. He's produced some stuff. If anything on Death Roll that you hear, like, Tupac and all that, he's probably produced it. Michelle A., he's produced that. Um, he's done a lot, y'all. He's done a lot for Eminem. Um... I'm going the top of my head, so I'm probably forgetting a bunch, but, yeah. And then you have someone like Scott Storch. And he produced, anybody remember that song, Wing Back, by Fat Joe and the Terror Squad? That was in 2004. He produced that song. And again, with Scott Storch, you could tell certain keyboard, uh, he, keyboards and pianos, he's the one that does all that. He's the, he's famous for that. That's how I always knew him. And he's pretty, like, remember in my episode when I was talking about Versus a couple episodes back? I told y'all that him and Timberland collaborated on Crimea River by Justin Timberlake. Those keyboard sounds, those were Scott Storch. Scott Storch also produced, um, I don't know if you guys remember Camillionaire, but, um, what was that song? Turn It Up by Camillionaire, you could definitely tell that Scott Storch, just for keyboard sounds. He produced uh, 50 Cent. Um, one of the songs he produced was uh, Candy Shop. And going back to Timberland, Timberland produced another song, 50 Cent, AO Technology, 2007. Um, you know, so, so Scott Storch had his own sound. And you know what's cool about him that I just learned um, is that he started out as a keyboardist and he's playing keyboards for The Roots. Which is, again, interesting because I like to play keyboard. And I always say because I push up my ear. Like, you know my influence is Wayne and Drake and Nicki Minaj and The Weeknd and stuff. 
<laughs> if I were ever ever able to tour and play them, play with them, that would be incredible. That would be fucking incredible. And I think that's cool that Scott Storch started out that way. I mean, I might start out that way. Who knows what the future brings for me. You know, this podcast, obviously, is definitely my start in the music and me showing everybody that I know what I'm talking about and I know what I'm doing as far as music goes. But I just think that's cool how he started out. And again, you know his sound. He has a signature sound. And, you know, like, another producer I'm thinking also... And going back to Timberland, I don't know if I mentioned, but he did a lot of songs from Malia's album. And you can definitely tell. He, again, you'll hear his vocals, drum machine. It's a certain, certain signature sound, y'all. Um, and then Swizz Beats. Recent song he produced. If you haven't heard it, you should go check it out. Up for it by Lil Wayne. He produced that. Um, Pistol on My Side, that's a dope-ass song. Um, there's another album song that I liked from that album, too, that came out in 2019. It was talking about the haters, and I loved it. Um, he has his own signature sound, though. Like, he's, he, he started out producing at 16, and, and his first song that he sold was to DMX. So he's produced for DMX, um, Lil Wayne, Beyonce, um, Cassidy. I'm trying to think of more artists, you guys. There's so many. My, my mind's just going crazy just thinking about them all. Um, but yeah, if you guys know Check Up On It by Beyonce, he produced that. Um, there's another song I know he produced by Beyonce. And it's bugging me because I love that song, too. But, uh, yeah, he's produced a couple for her. A lot of DMX. He's done a lot of his albums. Um, Rough Riders Anthem, for example, was produced by him. He has a certain sound, and you can hear him on his vocals. He'll say, like, it's Swizzy, or... Now it's Zone, 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 nowadays. Um, but you can hear his sounds, and he's a DJ, too. It's pretty cool. Um... But guys, to me, I don't know how to explain the sound, but I think it's like definitely drum machines and then like a t- like a tambourine-ish kind of a sound. And it's a lot of the song. I don't think I've ever heard Timberland. I mean, not Timberland. Swiss Beats make a slow song. Not that I can remember, but I could be wrong. A lot of his songs are party and turn-up songs. You know, and then you have producers like Kanye West. And for those of you who don't know, Kanye started out producing before he started rapping. And, um, you know him by, you know, his, his drums and synths and stuff too. But there's a signature thing that Kanye used to do in the early 2000s, middle 2000s, and that was sampling. You'd hear a little, like, the samples would sound like chipmunks, or, or you could just hear, it would be, like, really low in the background, but you can hear it. 
That was Kanye's sound. I think it's out 2008. That's when he stopped doing that. And Kanye produces his own albums. And I think he's done some for Jay-Z at one point. And, um... Yeah, but uh, Kanye has his own signature sound. I'm trying to think of other producers. But those are, like, some of my favorites that I could think of that have their own signature sound. And... Oh, Manny Fresh, Manny Fresh, Manny Fresh. He has keyboards and drum machines. And, and... He has that whole New Orleans bounce sound. Like, you know that that's cash money. Just by his sound. Manny Fresh changed music. He's, I mean, all these producers change music in their own ways, but Manny Fresh changed music, man. He, he changed it. Right? So then you have all these producers with their signature sounds. But going back to all saying about... Um... No, another one I can think of. I don't know if he'd be considered a, a DJ or a producer, but Fat Man Scoop. He always has those turn-up songs, and you can hear him in the background. And he'll be like, come on, come on, and stuff like that. And he's, he'll be saying other things. He has, like, a really deep, gravelly voice. Okay, maybe not deep, but it's kind of, like, high. It's a little high-pitched, but it's not deep, deep, but it's gravelly. Um, you can hear him producing, um, Lil John, he has his own sound, Crunk. Um, but going back to what I was saying, like, even regions had their own sound for a while, all the way until like 2005, 2006 when the South took over. But the West Coast had Dr. Dre and other producers and they had a specific sound to the West Coast. Same with the East, same with the South. You knew who was who. And since 2005 or 2006, once the South started taking over, finally, after what they, what's been years, um, people hate on the South so much in hip hop. Um, you know, everybody had their own original sound. And that stopped around 2005, 2006. And then everybody wanted to sound like the South. Everybody. And obviously you still have these producers like Timberland and Scott Storch and Fresh, Manny Fresh, and who still do their own signature sounds, but most of the producers that came in and, and nowadays, all the stuff, and I'm not trying to sound like an old head, because trust me, I'm not. A lot of it sounds the same, just as in certain areas. Like, I, obviously everyone has their own specific sound or tag, but I can tell. But if you're a casual listener, and you don't really pay attention to hip-hop, it does sound the same. And it's sad because all these producers that I mentioned and, and named songs up of, like, I think now that you hear them, you'll, you'll be able to tell who produced what. I'm hoping that's what this episode shows you guys. You know, there's certain producers now that I can tell, I can tell, I don't know about other people, or other casual listeners, but I can tell who's who, you know, either by the DJ, ta- the DJ tags, the, the producer tags they have, or 
the um, specific sounds they use in their beats. But it's not so, it's not so um, out there to where anybody would recognize it. You have to really pay attention. You know, we have like this 808 in the south side. And you can hear those DJ, you know, those producer tags. So I don't know why I keep seeing DJ tags, y'all. And then you have Metro Boomin. And he always has that Metro Boomin want some more. <laughs> or if, if um, Future would be on there saying, if Metro don't trust you, I'm a shooter or something like that. And again, you have others who don't even have producer tags, but you can tell the certain sound they have. Again, if you pay attention, like I do. But they're not out there. And that's crazy. So, to a point, I can understand where a casual listener would say all hip-hop sounds the same. But it really doesn't. And just FYI, something I learned from Manny Fresh and I think he said this, like, maybe four or five years ago, and I was watching an interview. He said that since a lot of these producers, like, everything sounds so similar. I'm not going to say the same. I'm going to just say similar. So make sure you put a producer tag on your beat so they know who you are. So they know pretty much who to go to if they like your beat. You can get the word out about yourself and get more artists to you. And that makes sense, because things do sound so similar now. And even though they sound similar, they don't sound similar. Because if you pay attention, certain rappers go with certain producers nowadays. Feature with Metro Boomin. You know, and, and stuff like that. And I can't say all artists, but some artists use the same producers, which is pretty dope. You know, um... The weekend he uses a certain one. Drake uses um forty. His beats sound interesting, but I don't. I've never heard Drake sound like Drake has his own sound, but like as far as production, it's always different. Cause what Drake goes from like this dance hall to New Orleans bounce to so you don't really have a specific production sound as far as Drake, but he does have his own sound. So, you know, there's, di- like, you've, there's rappers having their own signature sound to producers, you know, and this is the beat side, the produ- production side that I'm talking about. And nowadays, like, 2020, last year, like, you can't tell a Southern song versus, you know, a, a Southern hip-hop song, like, an Atlanta song versus um, a New York song. Because all these producers make them sound the same. And it makes sense because you do what works for you. You do what makes money. But at the same time, you want to be different in the music industry. At least that's how I see it. You want to be different to where people pay attention. And notice you. And that's what I'm hoping to do Like as far as my beats go. Like, I'm influenced by so many people, production-wise, and I have my own idea of how I want things to sound, just based on hearing sounds that you don't really hear in hip-hop, but I know how I, I, 
my sound is. I I I have my own signature sound. And that's what you know, when I get into the you know, industry I hope to bring that back. Whether it's just producer sounds or, or regional sounds. Um and don't get me wrong, you still hear these producers produce, but you don't hear them as often. Or if they do produce, they don't go mainstream anymore. Um, Uproar by Swizz Beats, that went mainstream, luckily. But, uh, it's just crazy how things are nowadays. And I'm not hating, don't get me wrong, I love it. I don't have any issues with it. But it's just kind of, it just kind of makes me think. A lot of times, how things used to be. Because even when I was younger, it was that way. When I was able to remember stuff and notice stuff, it was that way. Um, another producer I forgot to mention that I'm thinking about too is playing skills. They have their own keyboard sounds and and um, drum sounds they use specifically. Bangladesh. You guys remember... Um, okay. So, nobody ever notices this stuff but me. But if you remember Amelie by Lil Wayne, and again, I can't play these songs on this podcast due to copyright, so reference this. If you want to to hear what I'm talking about, play Amelie by Lil Wayne, play Diva by Beyonce, and play Breakup by Mario. Now this is what I'm going to say. That's the exact same beat. From Bangladesh. 2008-2009. Right? Amelie. Same exact beat. Same bass. Same tempo. Everything. Right? You listen to Diva. The Amelie part's gone. And you have other synths in there. By Beyonce. Same tempo same well okay not the same tempo it's a little it's a little faster but the the same beat same bass then you have uh breakup and mario and it's slower different um different synths lower pitches because it's r&b song but the same exact beat as a milli that's crazy, and I'm the only one that's ever noticed this. Like, I try to explain this to my parents, but I love them and all, but I don't really think they really noticed it or understand what I'm talking about. Either that or they'll probably forget. <laughs> um, my, like, it's just a, I think it's just an artist thing to me. Like, when you're a producer or an artist, you pay attention to the specific stuff. And... You know, everybody else is is casual listeners. They don't pay attention to that. They just listen to the lyrics or the beat or whatever. But they don't really pay attention to specifics. Like, Bangladesh produced... Like, he has his own signature bass. Is like, what I would really call his sound. And he produced stuff from, like, Nicki Minaj, Beyonce, again, Lil Wayne, um, T-Pain, um... Jesus, I could go on, y'all. And then you can, you know it's him. You just know it's him because he, at the beginning of his beats, you hear Bangladesh. 
You can hear it. Um, there's another producer I'm thinking of playing skills. They produce stuff like Got Money by Lil Wayne, uh, Riding by Chameleon Air. I'm trying to think of others. I think they did something on Bone Thugs Album 2007, I think. It was great. Um, Street Runner. He's another great producer. One of my favorite producers to hear Lil Wayne on. Um, it's I don't know what it is, but whenever Wayne goes on, a, like whenever they give Wayne a beat with a sample on it, either Wayne kills it just from whatever he's rapping about, or it's really deep. Um, Street Runner. It's one of my favorite producers. Um, and again, they all have their own signature sound. You know, and, um, I don't know, I miss it. Nope, it, it could be brought back. But, uh, I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. I hope it educated you a little bit or made you notice things, um, that you probably didn't realize until now. I hope it did something. Um, this is just stuff I've noticed throughout the years that I love about certain producers and some that these are some because there's a bunch of producers I could think of um, probably some that I'm missing right now but these are some that I definitely look up to and I love to hear their beats um, so I hope this educated y'all in some way or made you think or notice but Please, y'all, don't forget to subscribe and share this podcast. Appreciate everyone who does listen, and um, I appreciate all the feedback. Don't forget, again, I put out episodes of this podcast uh, every Monday. I try to do it every Monday, and I'm thinking about doing a Ouija Media episode soon. Um, But, yeah, I hope everybody has a great week. Stay safe, and I'll see you on the next episode of Hip Hop in the After Hours.